And a very good day to everyone. Welcome to the Sports and Media Show. I'm Jeff. I am Joe. This is show show. This is show 135, Joe. And Joe's very mad right now. He he was so prepared for today's show and then found out his notes didn't stick. Yeah, something about iNotes is not working for me today. So uh, <laughs> I made well, about 12 items, and I can remember the two, and I'm so tired right now. I understand. So we'll, we'll get to, one of the things I did notice last week I forgot to talk about was, and, I, and you might know more of this than I do, a couple of major golf announcers were released from their duties at CBS. Did you see that? Which one? Um, I want to think. I don't remember, but one was a, a relatively na- big name, at least I've heard of him before, McCord maybe or something like that. Oh, Gary McCord. Yeah. Had been released. He's, as, he's, he's, he's been very good for yeah. many, many years. So, um, I'm just wondering. Also, they have a lot of announcers at golf events. Yeah, I don't know that you need them all. Yeah, you know, with the technology now, where you can probably see what's going on, 18 different holes. Yeah, you, know, a, you can put a drone over. In it. the past, you probably had to have you know sparsed out through the pro through the through the uh, golf course. But now, you know, you really don't have that because you probably have the technology to see most of the courses or you know, most of the holes. You know, in techn- via technology right in front of you. One of my favorite things, I forget who it was. I don't know if it was Bob Herrig or somebody else at ESPN. They did they live blogged the Masters like back in 2008 when blogging was a thing. And he put out over 10,000 words a day. Wow. And he sat in one spot the entire time. And the thing that was interesting about it, and I talked to him about it after. I was curious, you know, what, what happened. He would tell stories. People would go by and give him updates. Hey, Bob, here's what happened on the third hole. And it was just, it was really I, I followed it for two of the days. It was really yeah, well. It was really well done. That's cool. So you don't have to be out there all the time, but of course you need people giving you information along the way. But you're right with technology. There's so much that you can do for the yeah. uh, for, for golf. The other big thing in sports last night, the first college football, you know, ratings rankings came out, which is more of a built-in TV show because it really doesn't matter in the scheme of things. All these teams are going to be playing each other more than likely over the next you know month and a half as the college right. football season winds down. But it's interesting always to see. And I guess the shocker was two Big Ten teams in the in the top for the first Final Four. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, a couple of things with that. Number one, it's not going to finish that way. No, it can't. I, I am rooting for chaos as always. I am rooting that not a single Big Ten gets in again. And no, I hope there's like three SEC teams get in there. Because I want everybody to lose their mind. Because the only way is if these guys don't get a chance to compete, or the, or, you know, the Big Twelve, then then maybe they'll go to the eighteen playoff. Maybe they'll eventually go to every conference gets their champion in. So maybe we'll have a game that's worth a damn to watch before mid October. Uh, I, I just I just hate these ratings. I hate the system. I hate everything about it. Yeah, it needs to be at least eight. Uh, four was is okay, but when you have five major conferences, you're automatically going to have people mad. And if you have and, two from the same. Yeah, two from the same. And then if Notre Dame or somebody like UCF or is UCF really good. Or UCF, which should have been at the last yeah. two years. Maybe so, not this year, but last yeah. two. So that's just crazy. Yeah, it came out. So uh, obviously LSU plays Alabama. Big college football game this weekend, which I think most people are at least, I think, moderately interested in just because two big SEC oh, I schools. I think that's the game of the yeah, year yeah, so, so far. Yeah, But, you know, if I hope it's a really close game. And one t- whoever one team barely beats the other, and the other team gets into the final four because they played a quality game. <laughs> or whoever wins this game, I guess they can't play. I guess they can't play. One of them won't be able to play in the championship. No, was, Georgia will probably win the other side, and the LSU or Alabama will win the the East or the West. Yeah, it was a close, and then that person wins it because yeah. of quality wins and losses and whatever the hell that means. Yeah. Uh, but but here's another thing connected to it is that Oklahoma lost to a team that was ranked. Yep. Georgia 
lost to a team that was maybe not even FBS. <laughs> and who's higher? Oh, Georgia. Georgia. Well, it's always. I mean, the thing. So polls are the way we should go for national champs, and because after all, they do use polls for the NFL and Major League Baseball (laughs) and the NBA and hockey champions in hockey. Yeah. So why why not? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's amazing how the SEC has branded themselves so much better than everybody else, and it seems like the pollsters and the NCAA committee buys into it. You know. So and when you really think about the Big Ten right now, should be marketing themselves as the other best conference and and going out there and doing it with you when you have two of the final four, including the number one in Ohio State right now. So uh, I would love for the Big Ten to, to step up, but they're so far behind everything they do that they won't do it. They won't step up and do it. The Big Ten, having come from the South, the SEC is that slick new car, Yep. and uh, the AC, the, the Big Ten's an old Buick yep. that your grandparents have had for Very 15 good years. Analogy. Very good analogy. They're just not – in no way do they – and they should because there's some amazing schools and both academics and, and, and everything else here. The other, the other words that are being bandied around in sports today that are bandy, bandied, you like that one? Bandied, bandied, yeah. bandied, yeah. Is load management. <laughs> load ma- I don't even want to know. That sounds like yeah. something that could be yeah. it's something we're not allowed to talk yeah. about over the air. Well, load management is this. <laughs> it is basically a way for Kawhi Leonard not to have to play whenever he doesn't feel like playing, and they blame it on an injury, but... A lot of veteran NBA, former veteran or former NBA players who played a long time are just amazed that already five games into the season, these guys need days off when they play every other day, get every meal taken care of, have the greatest of everything catered to them, and they need time off. Can you imagine if Michael Jordan or, or Magic Johnson or Larry Bird or Parrish or any of these, they would have been laughed at 25 years ago. And now guys at two weeks into the season are taking games off for load management. But, but should we be surprised? Because no, it's the wimpification of America. Uh, Nolan Ryan is laughs every time people say they have to manage their innings. Yeah. Um, and anybody from his generation would be doing the same darn thing. Football players, you know, talking about uh, all the different things connected to that. Um, hockey, I don't know enough about hockey to see if they're having any sort of wimpification there either. Well, they, well, hockey is the cool thing about hockey is they don't really have to disclose what injury it is. I always like that. They just call it a upper body or a lower body injury. So that way, you know, people can't because, you know, the hockey yeah, players. Yeah, but those guys I saw last year, I think even in a playoff, some guy like needed stitches and came back. In. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's like that's a ritual every year. Some hockey player gets stitches or breaks a bone and goes, oh, I can go out there, you know, stitch me <laughs> up. You know, they're all like, you know, Rocky there, you know, and. But nah, not yep. in the NBA. Not even in baseball. It's you know, when you think about it. Oh, I hurt my wrist. I'll be out for a month. Yep. And, and and the pitchers, I don't know how how the, how the pitchers not able to pitch a complete game anymore. Well, I think it cost the Astros possibly a World Series. I mean, when they took out um, Cranky, Cranky too, way too early. And maybe they, he wasn't going to go nine, but he sure as heck could have won a couple more batters. He only had eighty pitches when when AJ Hinch uh, took him. Inning. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I thought they panicked a little bit there. Oh, they absolutely panicked. There's no way I'm taking out Cranky because yeah. he, let me see, he walked one, he, he gave up. He a walked home one. Run. But you think about the one and the one he walked had a bad call, a terrible pitch right down the middle strike that the Major League Baseball umpire just decided for some reason to call a ball. And so that led to the home run by Soto. But still, yeah, it was crazy. Well, they're going, well, you know, Will Harris, you yeah. know, he's really good in the postseason. But sure you he is. Garrett but you Cole. have a guy who's on his game right now that, I mean, if I were if I were Grinky, no wonder the next day because, you know, um, Garrett Cole. Oh, was he was done. Livid. Yeah. 
As a matter of fact, at the press conference the next day, did you see he was no longer wearing an Astros cap? He was wearing a Boris, I think. Well, you th- cap. they said, you know, because Green- Grinky, Garrett Cole is going to get a gigantic deal. And he knew what was on the line. That deal could have got bigger if he goes in there and saves that game for him. That could have oh. added 30, 40, 50 more million dollars on the, uh, the back end of his deal. No. He wanted the chance to pitch. And how do you not go to him if you are dumb enough to take Grinky out? Wow. I think it was because they Load said it was in the middle management. of the game. Yeah, I don't know. Is why they did it. But I mean, it, it's what it, it's another you get the word same for, amount of pitches for to warm up in between innings or in the middle of an inning. So it, it, all of the excuses that that these teams make up, it just drives me nuts. But sometimes karma bites you. And remember what the Astros did earlier in the week on the Super or, or on World Series week with all the 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 changing of the with the reporter and the changing oh, of the stories yes. and then all that. So uh, uh, karma, uh, you know, she's a she's a you know what sometimes. So there you go. Well, I, I, here, here's something, Garrett Cole. Right after he goes, uh, I'm not an employee of the team. He said it in, uh, to an Astros spokesperson. I guess as a representative myself, I could speak. Then he was asked to speak to the media. And he goes, "Do I have to do it? Technically, I'm unemployed." <laughs> Cole was kind enough to oblige. Then said it was a, pe- a pleasure playing in Houston, but um, he did not want to talk. He wore a plain shirt and he had a um, a borsa. I don't blame him. He's not staying in Houston. Oh, no, no. He will be. He, 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 I think, you I think know he his team growing anyway. up, right? He's going to go to one or two teams. You know what his favorite team growing up was, right? The team with all the money, the dollars? No, your favorite the Angels. team. I thought no, it was the Angels. No, he was a gigantic Yankee fan growing up. I thought he was. I thought he had a connection to the Yankees, and the Yankees drafted him, but he stayed in college. But I thought he grew up outside of L.A., and I thought that was a connection. I, I mean, he might be have a connection there, but I had heard that you know the Yankees are – his number one team he likes to watch, and so we'll we'll see. Well, so. if the Yankees don't do it, it's only because of Brian Cashman, and if at the end of the year the Yankees don't win the World Series, it's probably going to be because Cashman didn't throw some money. He, he needs to be the cash man, right, man? Yeah, yeah. So he needs to – He needs to, that's the first time anybody ever said that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> he, he needs to go out there and, get, and throw money at him. If you get – if all the Yankees do in the offseason is get Garrett Cole, I, I can't imagine because last year the Yankees and They're going to have to renegotiate Gregorius now, right? Because they didn't offer him. Is that right? They, they didn't offer him, which means somebody can sign him and they don't get a draft pick as a result okay. of that. But I think they want him. But with all the money that are out there, I don't think they're willing to give him a long-term tra- contract, maybe yeah. some money on yeah. the short end. Because they really, if you think about it, the New York Yankees have uh, a shortstop already. They have Glebar Torres, yeah. who was a shortstop that moved to second because of D.D., um, and in addition to that, you have D.J. LeMahieu go to second. The Yankees do have a first baseman. He just happened to play it in the playoffs. Yeah. And then you, you, you have two third basemen at Miguel Andujar and, and Urshela. Who, and Urshela can play yeah. second base, too. So they're loaded. But the fact yeah. of the matter is, D.D. Gregorius is one of the best shortstops in baseball, too. Yeah, we'll see what happens every day. Yeah, Yankees have a good problem. They have too many good players. Yes, yes. The other thing that's going around here, in, I guess, in Illinois, uh, when you think about football, is – the Chicago Bears, the poor Chicago Bears, um, you know, did not draft Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. Instead, traded up to get M- Mitchell Trubisky a couple years ago. And I think everybody the first year thought Trubisky, you know, progress, progressed all right. And Bears had high hopes for this year. And now Trubisky, after eight games, is just looks like a kid that is just like had his dog stolen and his candy stolen. Uh, just took shell shocked out there. Uh, and and the Bears are just taking all kinds of heat. And Matt Nagy's terrible with the media. Uh, so. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't want any questions on the kicker. Yeah. Every question's about the kicker. Yeah. Okay, I'll answer some questions on the kicker, but I really don't want the questions on the kicker. And unfortunately, EIU has is an EIU alum is the general manager and Ryan Pace. So, uh, but, but Pace has made some good selections, too. Yeah, he's done well, but I just his whole handling and everything right now, uh, it's yeah. been a little ugly up there with the Chicago media between uh, – and it's mostly Nagy and the media because – people. Nagy, ha- People just have way too high expectations of teams sometimes. There was no way the Bears were or were a Super Bowl contender this year. They were lucky to get the wins. They, they, they won. If you look at the metrics every year for any sport, it's like when they look at how many balls are in the air and how many home runs you get, and then there's a certain percentage you're supposed to get. And if one year you get w- twice as much, you can have a lot of homers or half as much. The Bears won way more close games than they were supposed to. And as a result of that, they that was the year they possibly could have gone yeah. to the Super Bowl. They don't have the talent to get there. They yet. don't have any playmakers on offense. I've been saying that for years to my Bear fan friends. People are going, oh, well, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is a great number two. Um, yes. He's not a number one. No. You don't really – David Montgomery might be a decent running back, but you traded Jordan he's, Howard to the, the Eagles, and he's an absolute beast. Why – when they got rid of Howard, I'm going, he's an excellent running back. Dude, yeah. Why in the world – what did they get for him? I don't even know. I could not tell you, my friend. I could not tell you. A couple of uh, Tootsie Roll boxes Tootsie or something there, like man. that? Something like that. So, yeah, Our they, sponsor for the evening. Yeah. So it's crazy. I mean, and so I think the Bear fans are, are obviously over right now, and, and nobody knew – I will say this. I think people thought Watson was could be a good NFL quarterback. Nobody knew Mahomes was going to be a difference maker. So you can't no, really, no, you, no one knew, knew Mahomes. No one so. knew that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe if they took Watson, it would have been different. But you don't know that. But And, again, Trubisky did not look terrible last year. I don't now, blame this on Trubisky. No. And, I, and here's my prediction. I'm going to hear here first. You'll, we always love this show. Andy Dalton will be the Chicago Bears quarterback in 2020. That's my prediction. Ugh. I'm just telling you, that's my if, prediction. If Andy Dalton is the quarterback for the Bears, they have, uh, I, I think, gone <laughs> down. I think Trubinsky, you got to give the kid another year or two. Um, I blame I, – I mean, I don't know exactly what it is, but you can't just blame him. You have to also put some blame on the offensive coordinator, oh, yeah. uh, the Ter- offensive line, the general manager, the manager, everybody. I mean, it's not his fault. You put Trubinsky on several teams, and he's going to be a winner. Yeah. And they um, won't let him run anymore either, and he's a running quarterback. He and, is a running yeah. quarterback. They've really taken and, – and if you're – when they realize he's not running, he's not a fantastic pocket quarterback. He's no. a good one. He's a good but one. But he made his – yeah, yeah, let the guy run. Yeah, you I mean, some. Yep. it's uh, – I, yeah, the Chicago fans have. I, I figured they'd be an eight and eighteen this year, nine if they were like just like the Browns. I was going, oh, after what they did last year, I'm like, I think they're a seven to nine team win. Yeah, and you got to realize and, also with the Browns is you brought in two wide receivers who are hotheads and not exactly team players, and it's showing. I mean, a little bit, you know. So you got to keep that in mind. Plus, their offensive line in Cleveland is terrible too, uh, as well. And so you know, and, and Mayfield's not near as good as he was last year, and so he's had a down year and. Uh, and we don't know if Kitchens can coach in Cleveland yet. So a lot of talk about who's going to be the first coach fired. It'll be Kitchens, Gase, or maybe even uh, maybe or uh, not Gase, Nagy or Gase. Uh, when you think about it, all first-year coaches or second-year coaches. Well, well, Kitchens, I thought it was interesting. I think I read a quote. That, I think it was this morning uh, about uh, Blake Baker Mayfield and how inaccurate he goes. Oh, I don't really look at stats. I'm going. That's sort of like um, uh, you know Lindsey Graham saying, "Oh, I'm not going to read the transcripts for whether or not Trump lied." I mean, who's who's going to look at the number? Who's going to look at the facts? The That's fact a- of the matter is, in both of those cases, look at the facts. In the world of analytics, I don't look at stats as. As a Steeler fan, I'm just tickled to death that Kitchen said that because they're not going to compete ever in that division. <laughs> it's basically it's going to be yeah. us and the Ravens forever, so that's I, fine. But but the biggest sports story this year, this week, maybe maybe of the year. Have, have you been following what's happened in WFAN? 
Oh, Francesca. Fartgate. Yeah, yeah, he farted, and then now maybe he's he's not gonna fartgate. I just want to say that yep. one more time. Fartgate. Yes. Hashtag Fartgate. Actually, <laughs> it's it's go check it. It's out there. Yep. Um, it's it's not a scratch scratch and sniff tweet, <laughs> but uh, but go check on it. He was he was reporting. I'll tell you what. I saw the video. Have yep. you seen the video? Of it? I he I no desire. Oh, okay. Well, it's um. I've heard about it. It's all over everywhere. It's not as titillating as you think. You no. have to really strain, which he must have done for a second, to uh, to to see that he possibly farted there. Yep. Who, who cares? But I love. There's the, people with so I much. I love they, they the discussion so about time. it. They have too much time on their hands, and they they, they they think about it. Now, usually, he falls asleep during a caller calling in, or he's on his phone. Uh, he also announced he might he, be leaving fan well, that, now. Yeah. Right. He is gonna, it sounds yeah. like he's going to to go to another group, yeah. not do the afternoon. But the best thing about this whole thing, did you see American Standard makes toilets? Oh, they sent him a toilet? They sent him a yeah. bidet. <laughs> awesome. This is, where, this is the part of sports I love. <laughs> I love talking about that type of thing. And Deadspin is all kinds of problems there. But, you know, Deadspin hasn't really been a factor forever. I mean, it's not a go-to anymore. That's a good transition because if I think Deadspin, I think Fartgate. Yep. Because... Deadspin made its living and, and made its name. Like you know, Will Leach, who grew up right here in Mattoon, yep. uh, just just a really talented writer. He, he he turned that into arguably one of the top two or three sports websites. But they didn't cover sports. I mean, they covered they, sports. They covered the stuff that you always talk about. It's great. The, the side stories, the, the side interesting story. stories, the stupid stories. You know, and the, and the behind the scenes like stuff. The, the Monday Night Cat. Was awesome. The black cat Monday night. Oh, that now, picture. Been in 10 that's years why. Ago, what, that's why sports photography exists. Is uh, for that oh, for that cat. It was right. So cool. And I, I and I was reading some of the people like saying it was creepy. No, it was awesome. Creepy. Yeah. Oh, the the guy on Dan Patrick's show, one of the uh, the Danettes, was like, "That's the creepiest moment I've ever seen." No, it was awesome. Live in the moment of having some fun. This cat's out there. He, you know, he was obviously he was a husky, well fed cat. He wasn't a starving cat. He had been taken care of. And he just happened to get on the field, and it was great. Have you seen the pictures some of the photographers got? Just I saw one where he's like in he's, midair, oh, and he looked like he's flying. That's the one I was talking about. Yeah, that's, it's that unbelievable. That is spectacular. Could be the picture of the year. Think yeah. about this. All these people with these uh, you know, $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 lenses, and, and, the, and the, the best photographers out there are like, ooh. And you're going to get some good shots yeah, of the cat. It was awesome. Yeah, the fart gate and the cats out there. These are the things I go to Deadspin for. I don't go to Deadspin for, let's break down the uh, Chiefs yeah. and the uh, Raiders game coming up this or, week. Uh, first of all, I don't want to watch or read that anyway. Yeah. I want to find out about Fartgate. I want to find out about Cats. Are you getting paid to see how many times you can say um, that today? I, have a, oh, I think there's a drinking game going out there today. <laughs> how many times? Every time I say Fartgate... Uh, they have to take a drink. If I don't say Fartgate, they don't have to take a drink. But go. if I do say Fartgate, it's another drink. There you go. So, so people are hashtag well. Fartgate. There you go. No, it's th these are these are the oh, stories. Th that's, I that's, love that. That's what Dead's, That's why you went to Deadspin. And so Gawker, which is bought out by what G backslash O or whatever Geo or something like that, they they came down and said you can only focus on sports. It's like, well, the ship sailed, folks. Okay, this would be like going to Playboy magazine and telling them, hey, listen. Just focus on the articles. Yeah, that's not why people We're picked up the auto. We're doing that's auto not why they picked up the magazine. Yeah. Or pick up. Think about anybody who's made their mark on something. And let's say, let's change it completely around. That's dumb. It's ridiculously stupid. They, and they, I think they lost a million dollars in ads the first week. So well, obviously it wasn't so, working. Well, most of their staff quit. Yeah, it's all that. They can actually go start their own website 
and destroy Deadspin because yeah. people will follow these names because the people on Deadspin well, it's are like the ones kissing Susan Colbert and Sports by Brooke and the Sports by Brooks are the big lead. You know the right. ones that stay with it and and do a little bit of sports, but a lot of the odd stories. That's that's why you go to those. It's fun to read that kind of stuff. It's a great escape. It's better than. Listening to politics of the world today, or I don't need X's and O's. Yeah, I don't care about X's and O's of any game. I don't even like the pregame. I watch less and less pregame stuff than ever before. I just want to get to the game. It just drives me nuts. I haven't watched the pregame show all season. Oh, like ESPN, just to get to the game, they always have the, they have the pregame, and then they have the pregame starting drive, and then the all those. I just play the game. I cared about that when I couldn't get information any other yeah, way. Yeah, but now we got it in our. Uh, if if I yeah, if I do watch it. It's going to be the Fox one because they have a lot more fun. Yeah, but they brought Gronkowski in and they ruined that one. The only the only game show, the pregame show or postgame show that I will watch, even if there's no games, is, is Barkley. Is the NBA? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the and you don't really watch it for the the basketball information. No. And, but, but I do get, But yeah. I do learn. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. I learn a whole lot about basketball. Uh, but I love Barkley. Barkley and Shaq. I love Shaq. Yep. And and the and. Uh, um, Who's who's the who's the main announcer? I, I, Kenny, no, Kenny, oh, Johnson, Ernie Johnson, Ernie Johnson. Thank you, Ernie yeah. Johnson is spectacular. Yep, I like that dude. He, he is. He brings. He's the guy who brings everybody back to their yeah. senses. Yeah, um, he has to be. He's the, he's he's the straight guy. They would say in the old time. Yeah, and and, and they love him too. Yep. I mean, it's, they they do listen to him. But yeah, I, I can listen to them just talk all the time. I mean, that's the whole thing about podcasts. Like, I don't know if, if you watch. I don't think you said you listen to many podcasts, right? No. Uh, Joe Rogan. Who is on a news radio yeah. and well several? I've heard things. some of his stuff. He's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he'll go out there and talk for an hour and a half, two hours. And like the other day, uh, he was talking to a Marine vet for like a um, who who fought in Afghanistan, which was an interesting. Thing. But at the same time, he also you know he'll talk to actors and physicists. And but that was really all started by Howard Stern. You yeah. know, we loved it. If if it's an interesting person interviewer, we'll we'll listen to it forever. Oh yeah. Howard Stern did a great one this week. He had Kristen Stewart on. I'm not a Kristen Stewart fan, yeah. but do, listening to the interview with her, I, I respect her a little bit more. He's one of the best interviews in, she, in, out there. And she, yeah, he didn't hold back with his questions, and he she didn't hold back with her answers. And it was one of those like you didn't want the interview to be over, and that's when you know you're being interviewed or the interviewer is doing a great job and is on their game. So, all right, let's get to the fun stuff. But hey, Walking hey, Dead. One, one sort of. Oh, you do thing. have something after all. No, I had a bunch. I just didn't have all the ones I really wanted to focus on. Uh, two things really quick. Number one, um, this one quarterback, I just love the fact that North Texas went to the postgame presser dressed as Barney, like a, a dinosaur. Oh, yeah. You can't even see him. That's what sports is about, fun. What it's not about is suppressing free speech because right now Donald Trump is going to go down to, to Alabama and they sent out a message to everybody saying anybody who doesn't behave themselves, we're going to kick out, sort of as an allusion to what happened at the Washington Nationals game. Yep. And, of course, they had a backtrack day saying, we didn't mean it about just today. Uh, we meant never. But this is the only time they've ever sent an email out. <laughs> so, my God, please, stop suppression of free speech. That's crazy. I didn't hear about that one. I did see the the the, the Tyrant or the Barney or whatever. The Barney, that's kind of funny. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Here you go. Isn't that funny? Yeah, I saw it. it was good. That was really here, fun. everybody. You can I see it, it perfectly. And right? I like the fact his buddies would not even look over at him. They're just like head down answering their questions. <laughs> yes, like, uh, yeah, we played a good game. We hope to do better but next time. But he got time. North Texas, you know, on on the radar this right, week. Right. Exactly. The Mean Green, by the way. That's the mean, their is that their yeah, nickname? The Mean Green. Green. You like that? No, I, yeah, not really, but it's good. All right, Walking you know Dead. It. As you know, we have kind of I don't know what the word is. We've not been friendly to our vacillated. Yes. 
But I will say, and I told you in my office earlier this week, The Walking Dead's best episode in recent memory was this, sun, this week's episode. Uh, I guess it was the best way to say it is Negan's out on his own, escaped or got help to escape out of the prison. Um, and there was some interesting and a little bit more of a fun in you learned some stuff, and it wasn't just one person or one part of the group. It did. It, it did. Uh, it had a lot of different little sub stories. So I was happy with The Walking Dead for the first time in in a long time. And I and, and you know every time I think I'm going to be done, I, it renews my hope. Joe. Next week, next week you're going to yeah, I'll it. probably hate you're going to hate next week <laughs> more than likely. But you know, it, and I think the best thing about this week is the show was Negan who was out on his own, and he was there was an you know he had a he. Picked up this kid along the way. I, I really didn't understand the backstory of the kid, nor did I really care which, to. Which, which kid? The kid that was with oh, him. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I picked up along the way. He was his, from Alexandria. Yeah, and yeah. his dad used to talk about it. He was, I think he's one of the kids that were taken in yeah. uh, by, by yeah, the many rest years of the group. Ago. And so I think Negan got to see what he was like from a different point of view and realized he didn't like his old self. So I think Negan, and this is what the show is trying to do, is turn Negan into the, the new star of it since you know Rick, uh, Rick Grimes is gone. Uh, and, and and Negan had some great lines and great fun with everybody, uh, and then you know end up you know getting rid of the, the kid <laughs> uh, because the kid killed his other friends. So, but I just it renewed my hope, and there were some interesting sublines to that. You know, I've heard now that maybe Negan obviously at the end got captured by the Whispers, but maybe he got captured on purpose because he wants to be a spy and act like he wants to be a Whisper when he's not really going to be a Whisper. He, he didn't in the previews. It did not look like he was surprised to have had that happen. No, I think in the, and in the book he. He does become, or in the he, comics, he, well, he's in a the spy. comics, Chuck, he's he, a spy. Yeah, but doesn't he kill Alpha in the book? Well, there's two different. Alpha gets killed by him, or uh, actually, Carl's still alive to to do that too in the in the comics. Oh, really? So, yeah. There's, so, like, there's yeah. like two storylines. Yeah, I've heard both. I've heard, I've heard both. So it's, yeah. so the Walking Dead's turning to quantum <laughs> physics, <laughs> yeah, where you have all these different strands yeah. of of existence. Uh, and then Alpha basically did say her goal was to destroy the. The uh, whatever you want to call our group, they really don't really. Our group really doesn't have a name. Just the good guys, I guess. Are they always? Well, I mean, that's the ones we like. So I guess you call them the good right. guys or our people. I'll tell you what, my favorite character has become and has become Negan. Yeah, yeah. Who would have ever thought, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I, a couple of seasons ago, I'm going, God, get rid of this guy. I'm just so sick of it. Yeah. But he is the most charismatic person left on that show, and it makes sense to build around him. Yeah. And um, I, I, I want I. I could not watch more of it. I wish it was another hour or two of just was with Negan and what was going on with him. And this was a show without any Carol, out any Michonne. You think about it, right. they weren't in the, they weren't in it at all. Uh, a little bit of Daryl. Uh, you know, you had some. Obviously, Ezekiel had a big part of it because he, right. he, he, you know, he told Sadiq he had the cancer and he couldn't tell Carol. Um, so it was one of those. It was just a better show, better performance. Uh, and again, as you as you as you renew the hope and all that stuff, uh, I'm, I'm going to read one of my notes. I wanted to make sure that. I think one of the and I was reading some of this, so it's not really from the show as much, but it seems like being inside these civilizations that they've built is really starting to wear on everybody, and they're starting all to find themselves that they're not very happy in them, and no. they I think they're really looking for change because I think they you know it's just like anything else they're almost becoming the drudgery of life inside these civilizations is no it's, longer that much fun. For it's them. like the Middle Ages. Yeah, so exactly. you're thinking, okay, we have created this place. Where it has walls that keep out zombies sometimes. That's keeping us in. Um, and I get to grow crops by hand. 
I get to <laughs> forge steel. Yeah. I get to have really crappy uh, <laughs> medical care. I get to. I get. I'm only to, eating vegetables most of the time. I don't get any Snicker bars. Yeah. You know. I mean. Yeah. What kind of? A, yeah. That's not happy. I would keep wanting to go and try to find. And I think that, humans by nature are, are adventurers anyway. Yeah, and I think that's what they're kind of leading up to, I hope, uh, with some of the stuff. So there's a lot of hope in, in the show, and I think the people are tired of it. And so we'll see what happens in the future. And the, in the other interesting point of view, at the last second of the show, there was a female voice coming over the radio. And a lot of speculation on who that was, whether it was Carol, possibly even Maggie. That's what I think it you know, is. The, rule, the rumor is Maggie's coming back for season 11, but there's also a r- big strong rumor that she's been spotted on site um, filming in Georgia and that she might be coming back for the last few episodes of this year. So mm. we will see if Maggie makes a return to the, the Walking Dead. So that's uh, it, it, it keeps bringing us in every couple of weeks. <laughs> so in two more weeks, we'll have another good thing to say about the Walking I'm Dead. I'm hoping. And, you know, and again, I think with only, what, three episodes left, four episodes three. left? Three. Is that, you know, they're, they're, they're going to make something happen, I think. So two good ones and a bad yeah, one. Yeah, I would say yeah, probably, probably uh, hopefully another good, then bad, then good. I don't know. We'll see what I... And I, it's all going to sit around what Negan does. If Negan... I don't know if they'll off Alpha this, this year or not, or they'll wait another season. Um, I just want him to go somewhere. I'm bored. I mean, we've, I we've, we've talked about time and again how bored we are with the with the mansion on the hill. Uh, Eugene eventually will make contact with the Commonwealth, is the rumor. And the Commonwealth is where they've really adapted a new society in, in Ohio. And that's going to be their goal is to get to the Commonwealth. But when they get to the Commonwealth, just like everything else, it's not what it appears to be. It's But that's kind of where I think the direction will eventually go, uh, depending on how many more seasons they want to do it. And uh, somehow Eugene gets to make con- contact with them. And, of course, that will be whether or not they bring, at that point, whether Rick comes back or not, because he's supposedly in the Commonwealth. So I, w- I wonder, at what point does The Walking Dead become Archie's place instead of all in the family? Yeah. <laughs> <That's a> good, <laughs> you know? Very, very good. Very, very good. That's all I got this week, Joe. That's it? Yep. About anything? Any final words of wisdom? No, I, I don't have any first words of wisdom <laughs> for that matter. <laughs> I have both of us for that one. So, all right, I'm, I got a sore throat. I'm done talking, and I'm Jeff. I am Joe. We will.